you need yeah. to hire the right people, you need to be the right leader. If your people mm. are not performing, it's not their fault, it's yours. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. I'm excited to have you here today. At our show, we're all about helping you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. Thanks for being here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to have a fun conversation today. I've got my friend Nicole Valance with me today. Nicole is a keynote speaker. She's an executive leadership coach, consultant, and as I've gotten to know her just recently, just a true pleasure to spend some time with. You're going to love her, her mission, what she's teaching, and her energy. Nicole, I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you, Ben. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> hey, um, I know that you've done some pretty cool things in your life. And I remember you were sharing some of them with me as we talked a couple of weeks ago. And it's pretty exciting. One of the things I'm, I'm big on when I'm introducing people to our audience and our network here is um, I like knowing people's bit of their backstory because usually it's not, oh man, you know, she was born with it, just got to happen. So tell us a little bit, how'd you end up getting into where you are today? Sure. Uh, well, let's see. Um, my grandma was the ice cream truck lady and my grandpa worked for Wonder Bread and okay. my mom was a nurse and my dad was an engineer. I say all of that to say that uh, my family just loves people. You know, my grandma and grandpa were almost considered like pushovers because everyone was in their house and they were just like the kind, sweet people. And then, um, you know, and just, just like my mom being a nurse and taking care of people. And so I grew up just people over at our house all the time. It was just kind of normal. Mm -hmm. And so my whole connected with Nicole is, you know, all of my everything, my website, my Instagram, all the things. And I just mm -hmm. love connecting with people. Um, I've mm -hmm. always loved people. I, in, you know, in high school and college, I was president of my sorority. I was sister to chair. I was social chair. And so um, people and loving them and developing them and really just connecting with them has been a huge value for me. I've seen my my grandma and grandpa do that. My parents, I mean, my dad, we can't go anywhere without him striking up a conversation. And it's a little bit annoying yeah. because dad, we have yeah. to go. And then my dad said this to me. He said, Nicole, he said, you never know what somebody is going through. And he's like taking the opportunity just to go out of your way and talk to them. Um, people go through things. And so just don't rush past people. And so um, that just really has, I think, developed me into the woman I am today. Uh, I became a Christian when I was 19. I started my church. That led me to really having an understanding of the impact that we can have on people's lives when we give them a mission and a vision that they want to be a part of, when we can create the kind of culture that people love. And so um, from, you know, growing up how I did, leading my sorority, starting a church, um, now working with organizations and churches, I do that as well still. Um, I have just learned that if we as leaders can learn how to create environments with our team, with the people in our church, with our employees that they want to be a part of, that's one of the greatest things that we can do. And I'm so passionate about it. Yes, we have to make money. Yes, we have to get our products and services to market. But a big responsibility that we have as leaders is to create a community and an environment where people are growing, are being developed, and are a part of a team and a culture that they absolutely love. So that's my background. I'm, I love it. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Uh, you know, I've been in leadership now for a long time, and I think it's the question that everybody asks is, how do we do more of that? 
right? How do we keep people more engaged? How do we get a better culture going? And culture is amazing. I, um, I don't remember which, what it was, but I remember reading years ago uh, the idea of that culture trumps strategy every single time. Yes. So we're going to have, we're going to have a fun chat today. So I, I want to jump into this first things first. Everybody talks about vision in personal development. Everybody talks about vision and leadership, right? Necessary part. So what I want to know is as a leader, how do you actually, well, I guess, suppose if they don't have it, they probably need to work on that, but how do you actually get people involved in a vision? How do you actually get people behind what it is you're trying to grow as a leader? Let's talk a bit about that. Yeah. Well, so as a leader, if you don't have a mission that matters, if you are not obsessed about the mission and purpose of your organization, then your people aren't going to be. You know, if we want to see our people uh, bleed, they must see us hemorrhage. People will be a little bit less than we are. And so, the, you know, Gallup did this study, I think it was in 2019, and, and they found that 80% of the workforce is disengaged and that that leads Crazy. to a huge decrease in profitability at cost uh, just in America, a company's $450 billion each and every single year. And wow. so, you know, companies that engage their employees can see a, as much as a 23% increase in profitability. And, you know, what the study found is that that disengagement is connected to their relationship one-on-one -on -one with their supervisor or boss. And so, hmm. the you know, sometimes we think it's, paying people more or leading this great staff meeting or being mm -hmm. this charismatic, smart leader. No, mm -hmm. the greatest mm -hmm. impact that we can have in getting people to want to be a part of our team and help us to accomplish our vision and our mission is us being obsessed about it, us actually believing that the work that we do matters, and then cultivating that and talking about that and transferring that in our one-on-one -on -one meetings with our team. Hmm. How do you bring that? I'm thinking of, maybe different kinds of businesses, and I'm sure it might be a deeper conversation than this, but perhaps you've never done that as a leader, right? I mean, you're building your company, you're doing it, and maybe you've not communicated that. How do you start to, how do you begin to start to do that? Sure. You know, um, one of the leaders that I look up to a lot um, is Michael Burt, Coach Burt, we call him. And he hey. says that money changes hands when problems are solved. And mm. so if you are not concerned, actually concerned about the problems that your customers have, that your clients have, you're not going to be able to impact them. You're not going to be able to get the people in your organization um, obsessed and wanting to, to be a part of the team. And, and you know what, Ben, I was, you know, listening to some shows on your podcast and going through your, your LinkedIn and Instagram. And, you know, you mm -hmm. talk about, um, you know, the pursuit of purpose, the pursuit of better, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, Napoleon Hill, right? Think and grow mm -hmm. rich. And it's this idea that we have one life. We don't get, mm -hmm. we don't get to do it over. We have mm -hmm. one chance. And so why just go to work at nine to five? Why lead a company and it not matter? And mm -hmm. the, the greatest leaders, are concerned not only with what should be, well, could be, but with what should be, right? You know, we think mm -hmm. about Martin Luther King Jr. and Mother Teresa and Billy Graham, and mm -hmm. we think about this conviction that they had, this problem that they saw in the world that they knew they were called to solve, and they mm -hmm. mobilized a team, they mobilized an army, they they started a movement, and that is that is so critical, Ben. You know, what if Mother Teresa would have known the poor that she was called to feed in Calcutta, but decided to only feed herself? You know, what if Billy Graham would have known the difference 
um, that the preaching of the gospel would have made all around the world, but decided to keep the good news all to himself. I say, like, what if Martin Luther King Jr. would have known the dream and the impact, you know, his voice would have had during the civil rights movement, but decided to be quiet, right, to not share that dream, to not cast that dream, that vision to other people. And so that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing I would say, Ben. Cool. I love that. I, I can hear uh, people saying, yes, but that's these kind of people, you know, who am I to go and do that? So I, I'd love to hear your take on that because I really do believe, I'm sure you feel the exact same way that, you know, there's, there's dreams placed in our heart for reasons. And I know in working with people and seeing in my own life that so many times we're ignoring that or pushing it away. So yeah, what, tell, tell me a bit of your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, you know, like, let's think about, you know, we think about like working at a hamburger restaurant, right? Like, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of places we can eat here in, in California. We all love In-N-Out, you know, or Chick-fil-A. Okay. Like, what's the, what's the purpose of, how can we inspire employees? Like, if you work really hard, people are going to be able to, you know, get that cheeseburger, protein style, animal style. And it's like, well, that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem like such a big deal until we understand that, that if we can create a place of excellence that families can come to, you know, I remember in high school going to, to in and out it's clean, it's great customer service. And I have like great memories there of, you know, my track and field, you know, friends, we would go there after school. You know, one of the things people don't know about in and out is they have a mission to set people free from addiction in every single community that they're, that they're in. Hmm. You wouldn't know that about In-N-Out, but I'll tell you no. what I know about In-N-Out. They cast that vision to all of their employees, and they mm -hmm. have numbers about in the, the In-N-Out, in the community. Here's how many people in this community have been set free from drugs, from alcohol, how many families have been restored. And so every single company can have a mission that matters, can have a problem that they solve, can have an impact that they want to make. And even if you are not like In-N-Out and have a an obvious, you know, charitable thing that you're doing for people mm -hmm. you can have a, a goal like southwest airlines to improve the lives of your employees right to develop mm -hmm. them to coach them to make them better to create a culture that they want to be a part of you know and so so things like that then if um if ceos if business owners will see yes it's the problem that we're solving for our clients and for our customers Mm -hmm. But it's also, again, the culture and the environment that we're creating for our employees. That's why you cannot have a great boss that is concerned just with the bottom line and with the product or service that their company mm -hmm. sells. They must be concerned with the people that mm -hmm. come to the office, right, either mm -hmm. virtually or in person, each and every single day and how their lives are, are made better. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I coach leaders, right, um, in, in how to grow their business and how to engage their employees, right, how to increase their profits, I say, you cannot do that if you're not having one-on-one -on -one meetings with your direct reports. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. And in those meetings, I say that there's three things that you must do in every single meeting. And one of them is you must care about your employees. You must know their anniversaries, the birth dates, what's going on with their children. And if you'll do mm -hmm. things just like that, the, the way that you're improving their lives and the way that you're developing, the way that you're coaching them means everything. All of us can think back to that teacher, that coach, that boss that made a huge difference in our lives and made us better. And if we will take on that responsibility to where whether people stay at our company, like at our hamburger restaurant or our insurance company, and they're just staying there in high school and college, if we can speak life into them, believe in them, develop them, coach them, encourage them, they're going to be better and do better whether they stay a part of our company 
or they mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. So good. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. Um, I've got questions in developing leaders. I mean, you know, you think about this idea is that whether you're building a uh, like a corporation per se or maybe a sales team or whatever it might be, uh, ultimately, you know, that that idea, the Pareto principle, where 20 percent of the people produce 80 percent of the results. Now, as a leader, there's only so much time in a day. Right. So uh, you talked about the direct report. So getting into that. How do you help someone maybe if they're working through where maybe the team's not performing? And they want it to, and maybe their strategy is just get rid of them. Let's get a whole new one versus putting this development in place. What are, yeah, tell me a bit about that. Sure. So what I'm about to say might be super controversial, and I don't know a lot of people okay. that might agree with me, but I'm not wrong about it. So let me tell you what this is. Uh, you don't need yeah. to hire the right people. You need to be the right leader. If your people mm. are not performing, it's not their fault, it's yours. And so you mm. need to be the kind of leader that gets results. Let me tell you something, Ben. There are the same mm. great and not great people in Los Angeles as there is in Canada, as there is in New York, Mm -hmm. as there is in Dallas and Houston. The mark of a great Mm -hmm. leader is not how many good leaders can you attract, but how many great leaders can you develop? Can you you develop? And so if you have people that are underperforming, that are not Mm -hmm. doing what what you need them to do, well then, oh my goodness, take take up the job of a coach, put that hat on and develop people. And I wish everyone came into our organization and was smart and was, you know, a Kobe and could just, you know, work hard and get in early and leave late. And, you know, but mm-hmm. no, that's not true. Yeah. One or two out of 10. Sure. The 80, mm-hmm. 20, right. Principle. Mm-hmm. But 80% mm-hmm. of the people in our organizations must be developed. And it is our mm-hmm. responsibility as leaders to make them better. People are smart. People are capable and they will rise up to the level that we see them on. And, and mm. then you can say people say all the time, well, you know, it's, it's up to them. It's their responsibility. And sure. Mm. But Jim Collins says this, he says companies that are led and not just become good companies, but become great companies are led by level five leaders and a level mm. five leader. When things are going right in the organization, look out the window to give credit. And when things are going wrong, they look in the mirror to say, how can I lead? How can I be different? And so Ben, Mm -hmm. when I'm talking to a leader, I have zero tolerance for them saying my Mm -hmm. people aren't performing. And I say, no, you're not performing. My people aren't Mm -hmm. great leaders. No, you're not a great leader. My people can't Mm -hmm. do it. No, you can't do it. And if you're unwilling to develop people, then get out of the way, then quit, then Mm -hmm. go, go work for somebody else until you become a better leader. But if you are going to be the CEO, in the C-suite, mm-hmm. a business owner, a coach, teacher, if we're going to call you that, then you must take on the responsibility to develop leader. It's easy to complain about people, Ben, but it takes a great mm-hmm. leader. But a lot of times, Ben, we don't know how to coach people. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to develop them, but we must learn how to coach. We must learn how to develop. Mm-hmm. So if we expand on that idea, what do you see are the the common maybe mistakes leaders are making or potential leaders anyways of how they're not developing people in the right way or you you get the idea. Sure. So, um, you know, we all know John Maxwell, he's written every single book on leadership and no matter who you Mm -hmm. are, you have some John Maxwell book in some corner or crevice of your house or on your bookshelf. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, um, and I've learned a lot from John Maxwell. There is a, an article by Daniel Goleman in the Harvard business review called leadership that gets results. Okay. Mm. It is one of the most important articles on leadership. You will ever ever read and at the end I'll, I'll give you a link of how I can send that to to your listeners perfect but he says this 
He says there are six styles of leadership that are based on the four areas of emotional intelligence. And in this article that he wrote for Harvard Business Review, he studied um, uh, 3,000 executives. And he says, what are the leadership styles tied to the four areas of emotional intelligence that have the greatest impact, that get the greatest results in organizations? And he says that you can, as much as that you would learn how to be a better golfer, right? You would learn how to use one of the, each and every single one of these styles, depending on who you're leading, where you're at in the life cycle of the organization. And so as leaders, we think a one size fits all approach to everybody. And that's just not true. We must mm -hmm. as leaders learn what, when a democratic approach is necessary, when a visionary mm -hmm. approach is necessary, when a coaching approach is necessary, when a command and control course of leadership style is necessary, when we must mm -hmm. be pace setters, and like as an example, Ben, if you are working with people that are underperforming and you are just saying, you know, get it right, get it together, do as I do, right? If I can mm -hmm. do it, you can do it, which is what a lot of leaders say. It's just like, mm -hmm. if I can do it, you can do it. If somebody else mm -hmm. can do it, you can do it. There's no excuses. Well, no, that's not going to work. Um, if you have mm -hmm. somebody on your team that's underperforming, you must sit down with them and you must find out exactly what they're doing that needs to change exactly what they're not doing that needs to change get them the leadership book meet with them develop them help them apply come alongside of them and so i think that that's what he's saying is we don't know as leaders what style and what skills and what tools we need to use on each and every single different person in our, in our company mm -hmm. the same is true if we have super competent people that are very very smart we need to use the pace style leadership with them, which means we cannot give them ideas. We cannot coach them and give them accolades. We cannot try to give them advice. No, they don't need your advice. They're better and smarter than you. What they need mm -hmm. is they need authority. They need you to trust them. They need you to let them go. They need, they, they need you to check in with them, right? Do your one-on-one -on -one meetings. How are you? What's going on? But above mm -hmm. and beyond that, if you try to coach them, if you try to correct them, if you try to hold them back, uh, they're going to be mm -hmm. very discouraged and ultimately leave your organization. But if mm -hmm. leaders, if we're not learning and growing and knowing how to operate in these styles, we're, we're not going to be as effective as we can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my own business and just reflecting on a lot of things you're talking about and seeing where I can 100% level up for sure. You know, I think in my as you shared, the leader that says, if I did it, you can do it. The first 10 years, I've been doing this 16 years now, in my wine company, but for the first 10 years, that was kind of like me. I, hey man, I figured it out, you know? <laughs> Why don't you figure it out? Yeah. And I developed almost nobody, by the way, that first yeah. decade, you know, very, very, some followers, but no leaders. Yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing that, Ben. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's like I tell people, like the legacy of our leadership is determined by the leaders we develop, right? Like right. it's, it's, it's this development of people and man, if you do not love that or want to grow in that, you have no business yeah. being a leader because leadership mm -hmm. is not about a position. It's not about being smart. Leadership is mm -hmm. about developing people, about building teams, about creating culture. That's what leadership mm -hmm. is. It's about serving. That's it. Mm -hmm. And if we're in mm -hmm. leadership for any other reason, if you're a leader or your boss and you don't like people, ha, fuck. Quit. Go, go <laughs> something else with your life. But people right, are precious. Right. People have families. People have potential. And it is just, it is, you know, we talk about these days what is ungodly and unacceptable and all the things. Well, I just think it's irresponsible and ungodly and not right for you to be a leader and not love and coach and develop people. Zero tolerance. Mm -hmm. Then we mm -hmm. must lead this way. Mm -hmm. So good. 
question for you on, so that's on an individual basis. We're talking about coaching and leadership development. And I suppose over time, this would begin to shift culture. Let's say you've got a larger organization, right? Where you're not actively, you know, you're not going to directly leading everybody. What are some ideas on creating a culture that, you know, people want to be a part of, they're excited about, they're looking forward to doing whatever it is they're doing. And, uh, you know, ultimately, of course, that's going to produce some great results too. Sure. So like I teach leaders um, in an organization that the vision is a component of why we exist, our mission and who we exist for, right? The problem, the people that we're called to serve and the problem that we solve for them, right? That's like our mission. And then okay. it's our culture, the experience that we're trying to, to create. And then it's our strategy. What are our they carry audacious goals, right? Like what, what is the mm-hmm. thing that we're going after this year? And so as mm-hmm. a leader, um, Sam Shan says this, he says, our size and our speed are determined by our systems and our structure. So you mm-hmm. must know the four to six meetings that you must have each and every single month, no matter what. And then you must mm-hmm. know that in each and every single one of those meetings, you must communicate the mission, you must celebrate the culture, and you must clearly articulate the strategy and the goals um, and where the organization is at and accomplishing those. So I tell leaders, you know, you must have one-on-one meetings. And in those meetings, you must talk about the people that the organization is impacting and the problems that are being solved. You must Mm -hmm. talk about the, the values, the culture that you see you know, this employee, right, doing that is Mm -hmm. acceptable and celebrate it and what is not acceptable. And then you must talk Mm -hmm. about exactly what you want that employee to do to accomplish the mission uh, of the company, right? And then you Mm -hmm. must hold them accountable, develop them, coach them, encourage them, and those three things. So one-on-one meetings you must have. Mm -hmm. You must do a weekly team meeting. Now, that can be with Mm your senior team, but you must have a weekly leadership meeting and guess what you're doing here you are celebrating mm-hmm. and making a big deal about the people you are called to serve the problem that you're helping them to solve the culture mm-hmm. that different people are 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 doing and the the ways that the team is accomplishing the strategy uh that is moving the needle forward right you must do mm-hmm. one-on-one meetings weekly team meetings you must do monthly all team meeting okay every mm-hmm. single person in the company you must do this meeting you must again celebrate the people and the problems that you're helping solve the mission you must celebrate the culture right give out the trophies mm-hmm. Make a big deal about the people that are making the kind of decisions that are in line with the values and you must say this is the strategy and this is what we're doing that's moving the ball down the field right and here's the things that are not working and holding people accountable right you mm-hmm. must have quarterly offsites it's you you must get together mm-hmm. with your team and do quarterly leadership training offsites where you are again getting everybody fired up and re-engaged with why you exist and who you exist for and the problem that you solved and, you know, mm-hmm. meeting in the culture and talking about the strategy. It, at mm-hmm. least you must do those, those four meetings. And I tell leaders, you know, when you're hiring and on hiring on new employees, getting new people to join your team, you must have in your new hire orientation, the mission of the company, the culture of the company, the strategy of the mm. company right now. Mm. Um, and not just, you know, not just our mission or vision must not just be something in our employee handbook or, or a statement on the wall. It must live mm. in the hearts and lives of the leader, uh, the, mm. the leader that's leading the company, right? And the leadership team. And mm. so 
those four or five meetings, I, I, there's another annual meeting that I teach leaders how to have, but um, mm -hmm. you have to do that systematically, no matter what, unacceptable to not have those meetings if you want to actually accomplish the vision of your, of your organization or your team. Nicole, this is so good. You know, I've, uh, I was looking forward to it for many reasons. And I have to say for myself personally, it's been like this wonderful lesson of, all right, step that up, get this going, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so good. Um, you know, one of the things that I've witnessed around me and witnessed in my own life too, with full transparency is this idea of leadership fatigue. So when you're talking about as an example of, um, you know, constantly communicating who we're serving, the problem we're solving. And I think what you're talking about too is, you know, the, the power of to build culture takes repetition, takes time, right? Yes. So yeah, maybe you could speak a little bit to that idea of over time. I don't know if you run into this with leaders you're coaching and organizations, but where they're, I'm just saying the same thing. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe in leadership fatigue. Uh, mm. You know, I believe in people. I just believe in fatigue in life. I mean, we all get tired. Mm. Moms get tired. Dads mm. get tired. Everybody gets tired. Right. Uh, so but if you again, vision is is like pour, pouring. Uh, what is it like gasoline right on the fire? Mm. Vision mm -hmm. is like putting, you know, oil in our car, charging our car. We would never mm -hmm. drive on empty, right? Mm -hmm. We would never, mm -hmm. we, we would never do that. But a lot of times we're trying to lead when we are not ourselves reminded and reminded our people about why we exist. That's why I mm -hmm. say like everything I do, Ben, is about helping leaders and organizations mobilize the vision. What does mobilize mm -hmm. mean? Get ready, put into action, move, right? Um, mm -hmm. The mission. And so then if, if leaders are experiencing fatigue, it's because they have taken their eyes off of why we exist and onto what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Listen, you mm -hmm. think about like, People like like Kobe, who was a, a you know a monster, right? And what was he obsessed about? He was obsessed about mentality, right? Yes, he had to do the what, but he was obsessed with why. And so, as leaders, mm -hmm. if we're experiencing fatigue and we're tired and we're burned out, we've just mm -hmm. lost sight of why we exist, and that's why we must mm -hmm. consistently do these meetings each and every single day, right? We must mm -hmm. do these meetings each and every single week, each and every single month, each and every single quarter, because we must continue to put the eyes of ourselves and our teams on the mission, why we exist. It's the fuel, you know, and this is mm -hmm. why then 80% of the workforce is disengaged because people know what they do, but they don't know why they do it. Uh, huge. It's wow. huge. Here's an example, Ben. Like, let's take something like life insurance. It's not super sexy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, what do you do? Like I sell life insurance, right? So you have mm -hmm. two employees that wake up on Monday morning to go to work. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. One is Josh and the other is Jennifer. Okay. Jennifer mm -hmm. doesn't want to go to work. She hates it. She can't wait to just get through the day. And she doesn't even like the money that she's making. Doesn't really love her boss. Just clocking and clocking mm -hmm. out. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. she's got to go into work and she's got to hit her monthly quotas, but like she hates life, right? She's, you know, she's one of the one out of every five employees that is miserable at work. Oh my gosh, but Josh wakes up on Monday morning and he cannot wait. He cannot wait to go to work. Why? Well, Ben's boss, or uh, sorry, sorry, Josh's boss meets with him each and every single week. And Josh's boss met with him last week and he said, Josh, he says, he said, I just want to tell you that unfortunately, um, uh, that woman, that family that you sold that life insurance policy last week, 
Well, the husband mm. died tragically in a motorcycle accident. And if you had mm. not sold this family life insurance, um, that mom and those kids would not know how they were going to pay their mortgage. They would not know where their next meal was going to come from. And so, Josh, I just, Josh, I just want to tell you that that um, you might think that you're just hitting your monthly quota, but I just want to tell you that like that we don't know whose life is going to get impacted, when they're going to need life insurance, but this family needed it. And because you sold them a life insurance policy, um, that wife and those kids are going to be incredibly impacted. And you make a big deal about that in your one-on-one. -on -one, and then you talk yeah. about that in the weekly team meeting. And then you celebrate that mm -hmm. again in the monthly meeting. And you remind people why we exist. Which employee do you think is going to make the company mm -hmm. more money? Mm -hmm. 100%. Yep. 100%. And so it's just like in everything that we do, we need to celebrate our mission and our culture that our people are, are, are accomplishing. And it makes all the difference in the world, Ben. This has been a masterclass, my friend. So good. Yeah, so good. Um, I love it. Hey, we've been talking a lot about within organizations, building our companies, building our businesses. And, um, and I know this is part of it for you as well, but I'd love for you to talk a bit about your mission, what gets you up every day, what you're reminding yourself and speaking to your team about. Let's, let's hear it. So, uh, Ben, I grew up Catholic and I mm -hmm. believed in God and, um, you know, had a really great upbringing, but it wasn't until I was in college, 19 years old, that, um, I became a Christian. I had an encounter mm -hmm. with God. I made that decision to personally give my life to Christ. And so my whole passion in life is that's why it's connected with Nicole. Um, I love mm. connecting with people, but ultimately I want to be a bridge to connect people to God. And so, mm. yes, I serve companies. I work with organizations. I develop mm. leaders. I come in not as the, the God girl, not as the Christian, not as the Jesus. I come in to serve. Mm -hmm. I come in mm. to help. I want to help you make money. I want to help you make an impact no matter what that is in your organization. But then ultimately mm. I want to help people have a relationship with God. I do these encounters every single quarter in Los Angeles and mm. all of the companies and all the people, uh, ultimately I want to invite them to this place where they can encounter God. And if they mm. want to, they want to come and that they can do these, um, this, uh, this online church, so to speak, these weekly Bible studies, they have courses that they can access. And so that's my ultimate goal, Ben. I want to serve people. Mm. Now, uh, a great example is Jesus. There wasn't one person he didn't heal. There wasn't one mouth he didn't feed. There wasn't anybody mm -hmm. that asked him of him that he didn't serve. Um, and then mm -hmm. as they were ready, he, he told them how to go to heaven, how to have a relationship with the Father. He made the ultimate sacrifice. And so I think as a Christian, mm -hmm. the greatest thing that we can do is not to shove religion down people's throats, right? Mm -hmm. Not to, but to, to serve people, to love people. And then when they're ready, to be able to introduce them into a relationship with Christ. And that's the mission of every single Christian. That's the mission of my life. Uh, mm -hmm. I have to talk about what I've seen and what I've heard, um, not so that people become religious so that when people are ready, they are interested mm -hmm. and able to know that I can help them have a relationship with God. And I see this happen all the time, Ben. I'm not trying to get people to go to church. I could care less, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying mm -hmm. to get people to be religious. I'm trying to just get people. I'd rather you, I'd, ra I'd rather you, Stay, stay in the marketplace. I'd rather you stay in the corporation because that's where all the people are at, are at and that's where you can make the biggest difference, right? Mm -hmm. But I want to teach people how to have a relationship with God and then how to have kingdom impact in the marketplace in their business. Um, 
People don't know this then, but 138 out of 140 miracles that Jesus did were not in the temple courts or in the church. They were out in the marketplace. And so I think the greatest heroes then are the entrepreneurs, are the business owners, are the leaders. I love all pastors. Love them. My hero is the business owner and the business leader that's employing people, that's making an impact, that's getting their employees to make money. Right, so that we all can lead better, more wealthy, more healthy, more prosperous lives. And so I'm going to spend the rest of my life serving CEOs, executives, business owners that are putting everything on the line um, to take the risk to make America happen, to make business happen, to make capitalism possible. And so I exist to serve them and then ultimately to be able to be connected with me so that I can connect people to him. I love it. Well, I have to tell you just that our interactions that we've had, my life is better in the short amount of time we've known each other. So thank you for what you're doing every day. It's so awesome. And one of the things that's so evident about you, Nicole, is just that your passion, it just exudes from you. Thank you, just, you, ben. you, you, you bring it. So it's awesome. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, let's do a couple of things. Um, first things first, you mentioned uh, an article that people could get on the critical parts of leadership. Do you want to direct them to that first? Yes. If they'll text, if your listeners will text LEAD, L-E-A-D, to Mm -hmm. 33777. So two threes and three sevens. If they'll text LEAD to 33777, I'm going to send them the article. It'll go straight. As soon as they text, they're going to get the article on their phone. Um, And then then if they give me their email, I'll send them a link to set up a free strategy call with me, as well as an assessment that they can take that will tell them what their top two leadership styles are and those styles that they need to work on. And then your listeners can unsubscribe from all my emails if they want to, but they Mm -hmm. must get this article. It'll change the way that they lead. If they will read this article and if they will um, take the assessment, um, it's going to make them better a hundred million percent. They must, they must read this. I love it. So good. Make sure you get it, everybody go and get that right away. Um, and then where can people connect with you? So beyond the article, uh, you've got your website. So maybe if you want to, I think it's connected with Nicole, isn't it? Yep. Connected with Nicole.com. Okay, yep. cool. And then in terms of where else can they find you? Where are you most active social wise? Sure. So Instagram connected with Nicole. My LinkedIn is Nicole Valance. Um, so they can find me on there. If they text lead to 33777, like I said, I'll send them a link to set up a free strategy call with me. It's 30 minutes, and I just I want to make people's lives better, Ben. One of my clients mm. is um, Amanda. She leads the number one women-owned tech companies in the United States, and we just had three Zoom calls together. She's bringing me on, on retainer for her company, um, but mm. she said in just those few Zoom calls that it's absolutely changed her life, and I say that not to brag, but, like, I'm so passionate um, about connecting with leaders because I care. Like I care about you. I want to help your business mm-hmm. get better. I want to develop you. I'll give you everything I've got, all the people I know, anything I can do. Then uh, I'm not the best option. So I'm just not. There's people that are smarter, but uh, but I for sure care. And I'm going to do anything mm-hmm. and everything I can to serve the people and the businesses that, um, that give me the opportunity um, to have any kind of impact, whether it's a 30-minute strategy call you know, or a year uh, you know, um, contract with the company. So cool. Love it, Nicole. Hey, everybody, no pun intended, but make sure you connect with Nicole, go follow her, get the article. I know you loved today. Also make sure you're sharing this with people, you know, 
So give it some thought. Who do I know that's running a company? Who do I know that's leading an organization? And share this episode because I know you got value out of it. I know they will too. And you can help Nicole spread her mission as well. So Nicole, thanks for your time today. So great being together. Thank you, Ben.